Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to start the first of two videos on the topic of Venus's upcoming square to Jupiter. Venus is in Leo, Jupiter is in Taurus, Jupiter is in the sign of Venus, so that means that Jupiter has reception with its host through the square. Uh, this is a really pretty auspicious transit because Venus and Jupiter are both benefics, and when the benefics get together, good stuff tends to pile on good stuff. So we're going to talk today about what I think is mostly a pretty favorable transit that people should be, you know, noticing in a positive way. Like you, you should, you'll, you'll probably notice it having some kind of positive effect on your life or that it's symbolism shows up in ways that are, that are conducive to like things moving along smoothly or unexpected things happening that help uh, smooth out wrinkles even. So we're going to talk about Venus Jupiter from the archetypal perspective today. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about Venus Jupiter and practices of loving closeness because Venus-Jupiter combinations are really good for helping to remediate uh, difficult karma around relationships, whether that's family, friends, lovers. So we're going to talk a little bit about Venus-Jupiter as an ideal transit for doing some remediation work in relationships and what some basic Venus-Jupiter practices might be given the combination of Venus and Leo and Jupiter in Taurus. So watch for that one tomorrow. Uh, today, five light sides of Venus Jupiter that I think should be the predominant experience of the transit. And then, but there are some dark sides too. So we've got five dark sides we'll look at as well. That is our agenda for today. As always, don't forget before we get started to like and subscribe, it helps the channel to grow. You guys know that I really appreciate that it goes a long way to building the um, success of this channel in my work. You can also find a transcript of today's talk on the website, which is nightlightastrology.com. And our new class starts this weekend. So you still have a little bit of time to sign up. If you haven't already, check it out on the website under the courses page, first year course, scroll down. Of course, second year and whore area are also starting here in June. And you can learn more about what the program includes. It starts on June 11th. Hear what alumni have had to say about it. All of the webinars are held live for the one year program. There's 30 classes on the year. They're all two to three hours each. If you can't make it live to those classes, you can always listen to the recordings. They're all kept for you so that you can download them and watch them at your own pace on a class website, including all of the rest of the class material. Um, there are uh, tutors that we have to that lead breakout study sessions in between major units of study, and they're also there staffing a forum discussion so that you can always ask questions and get them answered within a day. All right, at the bottom of the page, you'll find some different enrollment options, and I want to encourage you to take a look at the early bird payment, which saves you $500 off. There's also a tuition payment plan, which can allows you to spread the tuition out over 12 months. And for some of you, you might need a little bit of financial assistance to make the program feasible, given your income or your budget or whatever life circumstances you may have going on that are making it a little harder for you to join the program at the full cost. We want to make sure that nobody's ever priced out of an astrological education. So check out the need-based tuition option if you want to take one of my courses, but for whatever reason you can't afford it, tell us about what's going on in your life. We're very glad to work with people. We do still have a few of those spots left. Any questions about the program, you can email us info at nightlightastrology.com. All right, well, tomorrow, um, Ashley will be joining me to talk about Venus, Jupiter from the standpoint of remediation. And we built a series of metaphors. We thought of Jupiter like the sage or the sage wisdom or the guru wisdom of the garden. And how do gardens uh, teach us how to grow closer and to stay close to people we love um, in any variety of different relationships? This is an ideal transit that's been building this week and into next week for 
um, help health, the health and the healing of our relationships. So we're going to talk about that one tomorrow. Today, like I said, we're going to look at the light and dark side archetypally of Venus, Jupiter, and get take a little broader view of this transit. One of the bigger uh, transits of the summer because this transit will be repeating itself as Venus turns retrograde in Leo later in July. Let's take a look at the real-time clock and get a feel for what's going on here. So here is Venus in the sign of Leo uh, on Sunday, June 11th, making a square to uh, Jupiter in the sign of uh, in the sign of Taurus. So here, the June 11th is the actual square, but we give it about a three degree range so that you can feel the transit three days or about three degrees prior. So if we back that up a little bit, that's you know from about Tuesday of this week all the way, and we push it out three degrees beyond the square. That takes us almost through Thursday, June 15th. So the point here is that. We have still in front of us, although the transit is perfecting on Sunday, you should be feeling it already and we'll be feeling it well into next week. So one of the things that we're going to do, like I said, is today we're going to look at the archetypal combination of Venus and Jupiter, Venus and Leo, Jupiter and Taurus. And then tomorrow we're going to take a look at using this transit as a time for healing and growth in relationships and some specific practices or ideas about how to do that utilizing this energy. So... On that note, let's take a look. Let's talk about the archetypal combination of Venus and Jupiter. And we're going to do so from the standpoint of five things that tend to manifest when Venus and Jupiter is at its best and most constructive. And then when Venus and Jupiter combinations are maybe uh, a little bit more destructive or um, you know, challenging. There's always a light and a dark side. So um, when we talk about the light side of Venus and Jupiter really what we're working with are two benefic planets, one in Venus that tends to represent things like harmony, friendship, love, sensuality, uh, art, anything that is pleasing or pleasant or harmonizing or smooth, especially when that pleasing uh, quality gives rise to a feeling of well-being and happiness in the body and in the mind at the same time. It's a very sensual planet. And so Venus, like for example, Venus in Libra has a little bit more of the feeling of things being well arranged, like the architecture and the underlying architecture is somehow ideal and beautiful. Whereas in Taurus, it's much more sensual and embodied. It's a little bit more like things feel uh, good. Things feel like they're arranged well or they're harmonizing. Both of them work together in Venus transits all of the time, regardless of what sign Venus is in, though when Venus is in Taurus, you're going to get a little bit more of the Taurian earthy sensual side, whereas in Libra, you're going to get a little bit more of the abstract intellectual side of Venus. But either way, they're both always present in Venus because Venus embodies um, all of those qualities. Venus was a complex goddess that had many different sides to her. Um, on the other hand, Jupiter is going to be a planet of abundance, of fertility, uh, it was a planet that was related to spring and growth. Uh, it was also a planet that was related to um, anything that acts as a system or structure of support to maintain something that is virtuous and good. For example, religion at its best, at its best, should be life-supporting, affirming, and maintaining of the good virtues like kindness, compassion, charity, forgiveness, humility, etc. Ideally, a government should be about helping support, you know, e equality and um, safety and unity. So on the idea, now in the real world, we know that we fall short of those things. 
But Jupiter ideally is about those things, not structures like Saturn that are sort of strict and rigid, but structures that have that lofty sense of being like the underlying support that gives rise to unity. Uh, so university, where underlying the word university is the word universe, and we have the idea of something that is whole. And ideally, a universe helps us understand how everything is sort of working together, math, science, the arts, etc. Similarly, uh, institutions of religion um, and um, places, uh, cultural rituals and um, anything that is meant to bring us together under uh, the, the banner of our values and things that create uh, greater societal unity. So you think about those things when you think about Jupiter. You also think about things that are big or expansive or abundant or sometimes too big or exaggerated. Uh, and um, and so there's, you know, just like Venus can be um, materialistic. Uh, so there, there are shadows to both planets as well. But when they come together, we're talking about Jupiter, which is called the greater benefic and Venus, the lesser benefic, which does not have to do with one being better than the other, but really the speed at which they move. Jupiter, greater, slower, sort of more gravitas. Venus, quicker, faster, more dynamic. So anyway, we have these two benefics. And when they come together, their light side includes things like, number one, allies and benefactors. One of the most positive things that happens when Venus and Jupiter come together and they express themselves constructively. In this case, there's a lot of reason to believe that they will. The reason for that is that Jupiter is in Venus's sign and has therefore reception with Venus. And um, they're in a square, which is a little tense, but when benefics get together in squares, it doesn't behave like other kinds of squares. They tend to be pretty positive. Um, Jupiter's in the superior position uh, and has reception with Venus. So it might be a little bit of a Jupiterian, you could, you could say, of the two planets, which one will stand out? Maybe Jupiter stands out because Jupiter's in that superior position, which if you don't know Hellenistic aspect theory, there's always one planet that'll have a little bit more of the assertiveness within the dynamic. And, and from the Hellenistic perspective in this aspect, that would be Jupiter. I can explain, I've explained that in previous videos, maybe I'll do a, a refresher on that sometime, but Jupiter being a little bit more dominant right now could have um, a little bit of the upper hand, but either way, um, when you put them together and they're behaving constructively in almost any kind of aspect, uh, maybe oppositions are a little bit different depending on dignities and stuff like that, but squares, trines, sextiles, conjunctions, they all behave pretty positively. And generally speaking, um, the most positive thing that happens is beneficial, harmonious, or fortunate connections with other people that create unity in your life. Venus has to do with relationships. Jupiter was the planet associated with benefactors and allies. And so when you have allies and benefactors that come together to provide good fortune or to help create pleasing, good, fortunate outcomes, that's a Venus-Jupiter combination. And one that could happen in very small ways, but ways that, you know, if you can even just take a moment to notice that, that they're there this week, you'll catch Venus-Jupiter in your midst. And, and to me, there's nothing better than sort of uh, moving through my week and catching the planets at work. You know, it was really funny as uh, this, this morning I was, uh, we, there was a moon transit that was going on and I noticed that something, there was, there's a little bit of just energy unfolding around breakfast in our household. Right. And so I was like, Hmm, <laughs> looked at, you know, and I, pu I pull up my phone. My wife is always like, okay, he's looking at the astrology. Actually, <laughs> Ashley's like, what are you, what are you seeing? And I was like, okay, the moon and moon and Mars are configured to one another right now. And, uh, there's some, we're all a little grouchy. If you can catch the planets at work, especially when it's a positive one and not a challenging one, you can remember that 
things in life don't just go poorly or in a difficult manner so that you can heal and grow, right? They also go smoothly and beneficially so that you can remember that you're in a universe that also loves and supports you. Because sometimes even though loving and loving supportiveness is there in difficult times too, but like it's as though with astrology, we think that the only way to receive loving support from the planets is to be gifted some kind of challenge, right? There's also the times to catch those gifts that come and say, I affirm you, I help you. Here's Here's a pleasing, pleasant, helping hand. So allies and benefactors, one of the best parts about Venus Jupiter. Number two, good, fortunate, pleasing outcomes. When you're waiting to see how something will turn out and Venus and Jupiter come together, you will often see that things turn out uh, in a very fortunate way. Just, just waiting on outcomes, seeing what will happen, waiting to see how the cookie crumbles. You'll find that it it crumbles right into your milk. <laughs> you know, what I mean? if you like cookies in your milk, <laughs> then you'll like it. <laughs> so it's Venus Jupiter is like you're waiting to hear if you get the job and you get the news that you do. Uh, you're waiting to hear if she'll go out with you and she says she's interested in uh, you know meeting for dinner. It's the it's the the combination that brings uh, the good fortune that you're hoping for in relation to some situation that's unfolding. That is one of my favorite transits. It should, obviously, right? So watch for Venus Jupiter bringing good, fortunate, pleasing outcomes, good fortune, and good the good good or positive turn turns of events. I think that's how we say that. All right, number three, abundant and harmonized. So here's an interesting thing with Jupiter and Venus when they come together. There's just oftentimes like you'll you'll if you have your own business, something you might have a good, you know, you could, might have a good month or a good week in sales. Just things just grow and are abundant. Your connection with your spouse or your friends happens to be just kind of overflowing with positivity. It's a very Venus Jupiter kind of connection. So anything that's just kind of abundant and happy and just almost like there's an, there's an excess. Oh, there's a little bit extra money. There's a little bit extra happiness. There's a little bit extra good vibes. There's a little bit extra energy. There's a, a few things that kind of go your way that you weren't expecting and give you more than you need. You know, so just that sense of things being in a state of overflow positively. The other thing that can happen is let's say that you have this circumstance and this circumstance, and there's some tension between them, but then Venus Jupiter comes around and somehow these disparate things or sort of discordant energies just find a way of working out. So compromise, working through conflicts, harmonizing things that are difficult or opposed or at odds with one another. You'll find that things have a way of resolving positively or finding peaceful, harmonizing solutions uh, where there are problems. So those are some of my favorite, favorite qualities about Venus Jupiter. Uh, romantic, attractive, magnetic, and supportive. Um, Venus Jupiter contacts uh, are great if you're if you're the type of person who likes you know theater or you're going to go see a concert or go see a stand up you know comedian you're probably going to find that there's just a, a, a glowing kind of romantic uh, theatrical uh, satisfied quality to what you see or what you participate in that's creative it's just well that was a great show I really enjoyed that it made me laugh so hard that there's also um, in you, 
the the romantic spirit can be elevated just to the volume turned up it can be one that is magnetizing that draws things to you that naturally provides you with support emotionally or physically in some way that uh, that has you looking really good or feeling really good or that makes you feel like other people that you love or are connected with are just kind of glowing so in terms of like there's just a kind of sparkle and dazzle around the transit that can be really great. And number five is just fair, organized, and beautiful. There's an interesting way in which things, and it's a little bit similar to saying that discordant things or like conflicts can come to peaceful resolution. Venus-Jupiter contacts have a way of making you feel like you're living in a, a balanced, well-ordered, or organized, and beautiful environment or that things in the environment are somehow coming together in a way that feels balanced and, and whole and, and beautiful. There's a justness and a fairness that both J Venus and Jupiter have connection with. Uh, Jupiter, for example, associated with law, not in the Saturnian sense, but in the sense of virtues that uphold and keep society intact. Uh, or Venus, which has to do with things that are uh, beautiful and well-arranged. Um, as well as Venus being uh, at home in the sign of Libra, which is uh, associated with balance and harmony. And for the ancients, uh, beauty and truth, uh, beauty and balance, beauty and fairness were all connected. So Venus was, Aphrodite was a god that was goddess that was connected to, you know, the courts as much as uh, a lot of other gods. They all had a place in the cosmic courtroom in, as far, insofar as they were also administrators of karma. So anyway, Venus-Jupiter, when it comes together, can just create a, a feeling of um, like, if you've got to sit down and create some new structures for your life, that the structures you create with Venus and Jupiter, as we're going to talk about tomorrow, can be very supportive of healthy, happy, intimate uh, uh, connections with other people. Um, the kinds of, of uh, organization that comes about can be, you know, can be great for like redoing rooms in your house or picking new paint colors. Uh, it can provide you with a sense of, of balance and beauty at the same time. And there can come with that also a sense of moral fairness or, or the, that the moral order is somehow being preserved or even that you're upping your game and becoming a little bit better about the choices you make, the boundaries you set. And it's like easy and smooth to do so. So anyway, we do have some dark sides to visit. So let's take a look at the dark side of Venus and Jupiter. Well, the first one is opportunism. So this can be a very opportunistic combination of planets. Venus and Jupiter can be about who are my advantageous allies that can help me get money or power or wealth or success. It can be very um, opportunistic socially. I'm going to go through quickly because I don't want to dwell or linger too much on the dark side. I think that the more positive features of this transit are likely to be manifest in our lives this week. And um, yeah, some transits just tend to be a little bit lighter than, than heavier. It's like, you know, Saturn opposite the sun is like often pretty hard. Well, Venus square Jupiter is often pretty good. So I don't want to linger on these too long, but opportunism is one of them. Number two would be grandiose, extravagant, or somehow, you know, something's just too much. So watch for the grandiosity, the extravagance, the too muchness of something. Uh, you can get swept away by that. Number three would be Venus Jupiter, for as romantic as it is and supportive, can be intoxicating. Venus Jupiter is not totally unlike a, kind of like a contact with Venus and Neptune in that you can sort of see through rose-colored glasses. The, the sense of everything being sort of wonderful and supported and harmonious can cause you to overpromise, or it can cause you to get high and 
lack grounding somehow, which is also that too muchness quality. So the intoxication, it's the kind of thing where you're feeling good because you were playing around at a casino while on vacation. You entered with 20 bucks. You thought, I'm just going to have a little fun here. I'm not going to go crazy. You hit the jackpot on a $10 pull, you know, a $10, uh, whatever, uh, slot machine. And then you think you, you just won a thousand. You think, oh my God, now I have a thousand. Let me go spend it all because everything's going my way. And you walk out and you ended up somehow spending more than you had and losing more than you entered with. You know what I mean? So you have to be very careful of Venus Jupiter sort of carrying you away through the intoxication of those positive feelings, which is always a temptation when things get really positive as much as it is when they get negative. They get really negative. You can get a, lost in um, pessimism. They get really, really, things get really, really positive and you can forget that all things pass, including, you know, Sunshine, like sunshine comes and goes just like rain does. So you have to just remember that, keep that in mind so you don't get too swept away by the sort of grandiosity of the transit. But again, I'm not sweating that so much. I think we could all probably use a little Venus Jupiter after some of the harsh transits of the spring. They were, there was a lot of difficult ones. Anyway, vanity, superficiality, or materialism, or being materialistic, these would also be associated with Venus Jupiter, expensive taste, spending too much, going over the top, caring too much about like class or wealth or you know, what your what brand you're wearing or something like that can be very Venus Jupiter. And then number five would be exclusivity. And Venus Jupiter can be very like, are you part of the in club, the beautiful people, the wealthy people? So as much as it's a little bit like opportunism where you seek out things that are very advantageous for you to get more or, or have more happiness in a really selfish way, exclusivity would also be very Venus Jupiter. Like, are you part of my fraternity or sorority of really amazing people, you know? So watch for the exclusivity vibe and, uh, you know, try not to also like, don't get, don't let other people burn you with it. You know, it's like, that's their problem. You're, you're, you're exclusive because the universe made you, you know, you're, you all of us have the mark of total genius, utter beauty and specialness around us. So you don't need people to make you feel bad because you're not a part of some, some club, you know? So just be um, aware of that one in particular. Uh, that does seem to come up a lot around Venus Jupiter I've noticed, but anyway, those are the dark sides. I think it's, Again, just to go back and reiterate this, I think there's nothing wrong with anticipating the light side a little bit more because the combinations of the benefics, especially when there's reception, Jupiter and Venus is sign, connecting with Venus, that tends to go pretty well in my experience. So not always, but, and it depends on where things are landing in your chart as always. I would love to hear your stories. So if you have one, use the hashtag grabbed or send us your story, grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. One of the ancient names for the planets were grahas or grabbers. They grab us, they show up in our lives and seize our consciousness. They come up through the unconscious and, you know, it's like we're being moved around on puppet strings. But then when we take the time through astrology to reflect on what's happening and understand the planets in our midst, we grasp, we understand, which is the dual meaning of the word graha. So uh, we use this hashtag to tell our stories about how the planets show up, how they grab us, how we come to understand something. We'd love to hear your stories about this one. So uh, send them to us uh, either using the hashtag grabbed or grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. That is it for today. And we will see you again tomorrow for more on Venus and Jupiter. All right, take it easy, everyone. Bye.